Greetings from the fourth floor Moore Hall. My name is Dave Clark and I'm the Director of Student Publications at Central Michigan University. That means I'm the advisor of the student-run media company Central Michigan Life and advisor for the literary magazine The Central Review. CM Life is celebrating its 96th year as the voice of students at Central Michigan University. Our organization also has just launched a redesigned CM Life print publication that is published on Monday and Thursday each week. As another academic year is about to begin, I'd like to introduce you to Malachi Barrett, the Editor-in-Chief of Central Michigan Life's Newsroom, and Sydney Smith, the Managing Editor. Welcome and thank you for being with me today. Thanks for having us. Nice to be here. Nodding. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you may have to edit that part a little bit. Yeah. How about, thank you. Thanks, Dave. You are the leaders of the editorial department of Central Michigan Life. Melkai, can you please explain what an editor-in-chief does? Yeah, well, uh, this is the role that I've stepped into now, uh, and we're still trying to kind of define some of the finer aspects of the job since it's uh, changed a little bit with our redesign and some new things that we're trying to do. Uh, but basically, uh, I lead kind of the, uh, the ship, the whole editorial side, uh, kind of advising the editors on uh, content creation, long-term planning for kind of bigger story packages, and uh, budgeting the newspaper, uh, oversee a lot of the website uh, and social media, um, a lot of the posting on there too, and I'm also kind of a, a public face for the newspaper, so try to go out to events and meet with people on campus, other student leaders. So how is your role different than Sydney's role as the managing editor? Well, Sydney is a lot more of the day-to-day. -day. I guess if I were to say I'm a big picture guy, Sydney deals with the details. So she gets to go in there and do a lot of the, the whip cracking and making sure everybody's <laughs> actually following the schedules that we set and things like that. And then kind of frees me up to worry about other things. For the first time in decades, CM Life has changed its publishing schedule as well as the size of the print product. So you sort of alluded to this in, in one of your uh, earlier responses. CM Life's print product is now a tabloid, which is more of a square shape than a broadsheet, which is more of that familiar newspaper shape, kind of the um, uh, vertical rectangle. Um, and also the publication uh, schedule has changed. So CM Life is gonna come out now uh, in print on Monday and Thursday. What is the process that the staff went through to sort of determine that these were the changes that needed to be made? Well, it all started with uh, reader feedback and feedback from our audience. Uh, we had noticed for a while that uh, our Friday newspaper, our previous uh, production schedule, we had three a week, and they were Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, and we realized that the Friday paper wasn't really getting as much attention as some of the others. Um, so we decided that we needed to kind of change up our production schedule a little bit. At the same time, we realized that the broadsheet uh, wasn't really engaging with our audience the way that we would like it to. Um, so around the spring semester of last year, um, really at the beginning of the year, we started to kind of kick this idea around and think about what that would look like, uh, you know, how long it would maybe take to switch over to that. And then really over the spring break, uh, Mariah, Mariah Porawaznik, sorry, uh, was our editor-in-chief last semester, uh, and she's worked here at Seam Life in a variety of different roles on the advertising and editorial side. Uh, sat down and after kind of going over uh, some of the previous editions, she actually did the previous redesign of the broadsheet too. Uh, basically worked out kind of a working prototype of the tabloid design. Uh, and we took that around to students. We focus grouped that with uh, community members and advertising clients that we had and we got a lot of positive reception 
Uh, so basically by the end of the last semester in the spring, uh, we pretty much had our design, knew what we wanted to do, and uh, kind of finalized that over the summer. Uh, and we'll be printing our third uh, tabloid edition now on September 3rd. So you've printed two tabloids so far. Uh, what do you think? I've, uh, you know what, I think it's been a lot easier on our side um, to get content out there that is more engaging with the students. We've got a lot of positive feedback um, about the way our cover design looks. Um, we've been able to do a lot more with design and photos and play up those elements that make the stories a lot more interesting. Um, a lot of my friends who are graphic designers but not necessarily uh, news designers have posited comments. Uh, you know, we, we've really seen some good feedback, I think, so far. It's really interesting, too, because the big art that we use in a tabloid design um, is really engaging. When you see it, it looks more like a magazine. And I think I read the statistic that something like 80% of uh, collegiate newspapers now are that shape. Um, Sydney, I know you've gotten some feedback as well from our readers. What have you heard? What's the response been? Um, there has been a lot of comments on the large photos in the paper. People like to look at them and see their friends in the paper. Um, and they like the more in-depth look at things about issues affecting students. So definitely our target audience has responded positively to the changes, um, which is something that we've worked to keep in mind. Uh, we've been asking ourselves what students want to see in the paper and listening to their feedback, uh, whether it's verbally what they directly tell us or through clicks on our social media and our website um, and looking at that too. You mentioned social media. Uh, I know a lot of the feedback that you received was through social media. Did you receive any negative feedback on it, or was it all mostly positive? Uh, with the tab, um, I haven't really seen any negative comments. People really enjoyed our um, our most recent issue with the big cover photo of the students in the street. Um, so That was welcome weekend. Yeah, mostly positive feedback so far on that. Okay. Well, that brings us up to the present. Let's let's go back a few years. Um, tell me about the first time that journalism really connected with you, Malachi. What was the story that you were working on, and, and how did it affect your decision to pursue journalism as a career? Well, um, journalism was really never something that I didn't think I was going to be doing. It's always felt very right and very natural to me. Um, I think the time that I really saw how it could affect the community though and really showed me that it was something that was worthwhile and not just something that I enjoyed uh, was last year when we put together a piece on uh, on drinking uh, and event drinking uh, after the death of a student here on our campus. Um, that was the visitor during homecoming 2014. Right. The, the young man who drowned uh, in the Fabiano Botanical Garden um, and that was something that I had been involved with from the beginning. And throughout, we'd kind of seen how um, the discussion on campus had kind of shifted uh, and people really kind of took another look uh, at what they were doing and um, how people were celebrating and, and the whole drinking culture here. And I think we did it in a way that really respected our readers too and it wasn't very uh, accusatory. We, didn't, we weren't condescending with it either. We had a pretty frank, uh, honest discussion with them, I think, and that was uh, pretty fulfilling to me. What was the response to that work? Well, um, 
Personally, we've received some recognition. Uh, the Bridge Magazine has actually reached out to myself and Ben Solis, uh, who worked on that with me, uh, and we're working on a similar follow-up, but uh, with other universities in Michigan. Um, among students, I think it was pretty well received just because, uh, like I said earlier, we were just presenting facts and we allowed them to kind of interpret that as they would. So uh, I like to think that it was positive and, and people uh, maybe took a second look at uh, some binge drinking issues that affect people here. Okay. Sydney, how about your experience? Tell me about the first time journalism connected with you. Um, I was actually in high school and I was writing for an online magazine, a local magazine, and they wanted me to write about marijuana use um, among high school students, and so I did, and um, I was in high school, so I got called down to the principal's office, and they wanted me to take the story down um, because people from the school board were calling the principal all day, parents were calling and panicking about their kids, um, so they wanted me to take it down, and I didn't take it down because I didn't feel like that was right because students were using marijuana. Um, and so I came home upset from school, and my dad, I explained the situation, and he kind of told me that I did the right thing, and he said, I told people what was really going on and got them talking about issues that affect them. Um, so that's something I still keep in mind to this day. That was kind of the day I decided to be a journalist. So did the school end up taking that story down? No, the paper wasn't connected to the school. It was okay. through the city. Did you receive any other kind of fallout from that? Any fallout? Uh, there was a lot of comments on the story online from concerned citizens, I guess. Um, there was a bit of a debate on there, but um, no, not too much. Okay. Um, well, you mentioned online comments, and there's online trolls, and there's social media, and there's instant feedback. So um, I'd like both of you to... to uh, tell me, what is it like to be a student journalist in 2015? And specifically, what is it like covering CMU? Being a, a student journalist is, uh, is kind of tough. I don't know. I mean, I feel like maybe most people would say that about their careers. But I think we're in an interesting time because we have to kind of adapt and we're dealing with all these new media that um, we're not really sure what the effect of it is yet on the way we consume information. So uh, sometimes people can compare us to other news organizations and there's also news organizations that um, aren't trying to be accurate, they're just trying to garner clicks and I don't know, you could maybe look at your BuzzFeeds and things like that and mm -hmm. the way that people uh, interact with their media on BuzzFeed and then they come and interact with us, sometimes we get some very critical uh, comments and uh, you know, sometimes we get some very good ones too, but it's a lot more public, you really find out fast uh, what people think of your work, people aren't afraid to tell you uh, a lot of the times, uh, if you upset them, they'll comment, but if you like it, or if they like it, they won't necessarily tell you, so it's kind of hard to figure out what the reality of the situation is. Um, but I'm enjoying it. I am enjoying covering CMU. I think it's a great community. I think we have great students here. Um, and you know what? I always appreciate them letting us know what they think either way. So. Yeah, we love hearing reader feedback. Um, I think covering CMU is good because we're giving that voice to students that they may not have. Like if they have questions about why the university has made certain decisions or like building a new building or something like that, um, we're here to ask the administration those questions and get the answers out to students. 
I think it's interesting that you, um, you, and I, I think you're sincere. You really do appreciate the feedback. And, um, you know, I don't know that everybody understands that you, you really do run the newspaper. Um, the editor in chief makes the decisions uh, along with the other editors on content. Um, so, you know, this is not CMU's newspaper, this is the student's newspaper. Um, because of that, because you're probably closer to the professional journalism industry, um, a lot of your readers tend to project stereotypes about journalists onto you. Students sometimes disagree with your or, uh, editorial opinions. Um, sometimes you get accused of creating like bad publicity for the school, <laughs> for the university. Um, even alumni and former CM Life staffers have criticized your work on, such, on uh, social media. What do you both want people to know about you personally and the people that you've hired to work for you this year? I think the most important thing to keep in mind um, is that we're not out to get anyone. We're not out mm -hmm. to like dig up dirt on people or just be negative and criticize everything. Um, we're really just here to be honest and tell the truth about what's happening and there's really not any biases in that newsroom. I, I, I would want people to know that we really try to keep an open mind uh, as much as that's possible. Um, I guess the other thing is that this is kind of a learning lab and we have a lot of young students here. We're all students. I'm a student here too. We're going to make mistakes sometimes. That's just going to happen. Um, everyone makes mistakes, even the professionals. Um, but you know, this is a place where uh, a, a freshman can come in and uh, he can go from being very unrefined to being uh, a professional. And uh, you know, I would just ask the people be conscious of that and be aware of that. Yeah, but at the same time, we really appreciate the feedback we get and bringing mistakes to our attention. Um, and I want people to know about the people that we hire is that we're training them to be accurate and fair in their coverage of anything to do with CMU. Okay. So if Sydney, uh, sorry, let me do that again. Um, so Sydney, if a reader has a question about CM Life content or a story idea to share, whom should they contact? Um, there's several ways of contacting us. Uh, you can email news at cm-life.com. That goes to myself and our news editors. So one of us will take care of your information, your um, correction in a story or your story idea. Um, you can also come to Moore Hall 436. Uh, that's where the newsroom is and we can get you hooked up with someone who can take down your ideas and your information. Or you can also tweet at us and get a hold of us on Facebook. We love to hear from you. Um, and that's an easy and quick way to get somebody to respond. We're all connected to the social media so it's guaranteed that somebody's going to respond to whatever you say. And if students are interested in working for CM Life, uh, what opportunities are available for them? How can they join the staff? Well, uh, we never turn anyone away. Uh, we're always willing to work with people uh, and give them a shot. Uh, if you want to come up to our office on the fourth floor of Moore Hall, uh, room 436, uh, you can pick up an application pretty much at any point in the day, uh, fill it out and turn it in, and, and we'll see if we can give you a chance. Uh, we're going to be making a pretty big recruiting push this summer to get students involved, uh, specifically students who are in the journalism department, um, and we should be having uh, kind of a big recruiting meeting uh, coming up pretty soon, so uh, stay tuned for that. Um, Central Michigan Life uh, is often described as an independent student newspaper. Um, 
explain to our listeners what that means, Malachi. Well, like Sydney said, we speak for the students. Um, we're not here uh, to represent the interests of the uh, administration of Central Michigan University. We're not um, tied to them really in any way. Um, we're also not here for alumni. We're not here for the parents of students who are here. Uh, we're not really here for faculty and staff either. Our main goal is to represent the students uh, and we are independent. Uh, we're completely student-run, like you said earlier. Sydney and I make all the decisions. Our editors make all the decisions about content, about our editorial stance and things like that. Um, so there's really no influence from uh, university on our content at all. But CM Life does receive some university funding. That is correct. And obviously we occupy a, a space in Moore Hall that they provided to us as well. So you're definitely part of the CMU community, but editorially independent. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, that gets confusing, uh, I think, for folks sometimes, and particularly um, the, my role and the role of Kathy Simon. So, Sydney, if you can talk uh, a little bit about that, um, can you briefly explain the role of the advisor yeah. uh, as it relates to you? And also the assistant advisor, Kathy Simon, uh, who very brilliantly, if I, if I can say, runs our uh, uh, advertising department. Mm -hmm. um, so our advisor's role is somebody with experience who kind of helps us out and guides us. If we have questions about how to cover something, um, you, Dave, <laughs> are the person that we go to. Because like we said earlier, we are students, um, and Dave has had experience as a journalist that um, can be valuable to us and he gives us a lot of feedback on um, the things that we publish or want to publish. Um, Kathy, who like Dave said, manages the advertising side, um, she's much like Dave except that she works on in a different department in the newsroom. Um, so she guides them and gives them feedback on what they're doing. Um, how to interact with clients and be professional on the advertising side. And I view that role as, you know, my job is to basically help you do your job. And, uh, you know, you don't have to do what I, what I advise, right? <laughs> no. Sometimes you guys go counter to that. Yeah. And that's good uh, because that's why you're here to learn, Sydney. CM Life employs between 100 and 125 students just about every semester. Besides the newsroom, Sydney, um, Describe for us what other departments uh, at CM Life do. Um, what are some of the other products that CM Life offers? Um, CM Life has an advertising department, like we've discussed a little bit. Um, they were just named for the second year in a row the number one student media company in the nation. So they're awesome at what they do. We also have um, Central Media Cafe, which um, helps businesses with their social media. So they have different clients and they take care of their Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we have a public relations and street team, which is um, works on marketing for their clients, local businesses. They put out events um, that help get publicity to that business. Uh, they put on an event at Tim Hortons, I think, last year in October um, yeah a Smashing Pumpkins event so people got to smash some pumpkins um, outside of Tim Hortons we also put on uh, special publications like the Central Review um, we do a special edition for the Special Olympics in the summer okay thank you through doing your work you've become familiar with 
what other universities are doing uh, with their student media. What is CMU doing with student media that makes our program unique? From what I've observed over the summer, uh, and I spent a lot of time during the summer trying to find out what other people were doing, um, we have really been ahead of the curve on our social media and our multimedia presence and really boosting uh, things online. We've kind of talked about for years now, and we've known for a while that um, the online presence needs to be stronger. We really need to be uh, what people call digital first, and that's when you know a story gets done, something breaks, you get that out online to people first. Um, because I think it was, a, we looked it up, I think it was about 75% of our audience is uh, reading our content online in some way, either through Facebook, going directly to our site, uh, or these other social media platforms. So we have really uh, are trying to make a big push this year to create more multimedia content like this podcast. Uh, being on iTunes is a pretty big deal. That'll help us out a lot with that. Um, we're trying different videos and new video format based on things that have worked and not worked in the past. Um, and just constantly trying to update the site so that we have uh, fresh content uh, throughout the day. What's the most interesting thing you've learned about CMU and Mount Pleasant through your work as a student journalist, Sydney? <laughs> this one's kind of a silly one. Um, I didn't know this before. The Bells and Warner are not actual bells. That is the most interesting thing about CMU. It is shocking, isn't it? No, it's like a big music box. It is. It's shocking. We expect to see bells there. Um, and then Mount Pleasant. Um, I actually covered the city government in Mount Pleasant this summer, and I learned a lot about their relationship with the university and students. So that was interesting to hear. What was what was your takeaway from that? Um, it's a little bit of a rocky relationship. Um, there's some... I mean, they see the good in having the students here and having the university here, but they have some issues with the way students behave, especially in um, the neighborhoods north of campus. So we're going to have some more coverage on that coming up soon. So students will hear more about that too. Okay, how about you? Uh, I think I've really enjoyed being able to learn just more about what we're doing here at CMU as far as uh, research and different programs that we offer to students and things like that. Um, I really had no idea when I came here that we were so uh, so well regarded in like engineering and technology fields. We've one of the uh, we're basically the leader in Great Lakes research here at CMU. Um, we're really leading the national discussion on uh, conservation efforts there and invasive species. Our engineering program is doing very well. It's very competitive. Uh, we're one of the highly uh, recruited uh, schools for. Uh, places like Ford were on like their top list of 20 universities and uh, just being able to see all the great things that people are doing uh, here on campus has been really great. One of the things I've learned since I've been here too uh, and I'll just just chime in is uh, about CM Life itself and not just the great work that you guys are doing but um, the fact that on social media CM Life is the third student-run media company in the nation on Facebook with just under you know 20,000 uh, likes um, that your Twitter audience is growing so much that we have graduates, uh, former CM Life editors in just about every uh, major media market in the country, including people working at the New York Times and the Washington Post. I think those are some things that the more that we share that with the readers, the more uh, our campus learns about uh, what we're doing too. So I'm gonna wrap up with one last question here. This is the easiest and probably the hardest, uh, most difficult question that you're going to answer today. What is the best reason 
that students should read CM Life? Well, I could sit here and talk about reasons all day. Uh, <laughs> come up with the best one. What's the best one? Uh, you know what? Because we give you the information that you need to know about CMU. Uh, mm -hmm. And whether that's things about campus that you didn't know before, uh, things that you can really use in your daily life, or information about larger issues and things that are happening here socially, um, things about your tuition and student loans, debt, and things like that as well. Um, if we weren't here, nobody else would be able to tell you that. That's why you should read us. Yep, I agree. We're here to ask the tough questions that maybe you wouldn't even think about otherwise. So definitely because we're, we try really hard to um, write about the things that affect students and the things students care about. So again, feedback for us is really helpful. All right, well, thank you for speaking with me today. And on behalf of the CMU community, I wish you the best of luck this semester. You can follow the latest from CM Life by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. Download our app and subscribe to the CM Life podcast channel on iTunes. The print edition of CM Life is published Monday and Thursday and is distributed throughout campus and Mount Pleasant. Thank you for listening and supporting CMU Student Media.